Well, you did hear that right. This is Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, but we are not looking at any of the minutes of the movie this week. This is a special episode. We're at the halfway point of the movie now, so we're releasing a few of these where we're looking at the shorts that were released after the movie uh, where you get to see the return of Roger Rabbit. Uh, These still in conjunction with Steven Spielberg for these particular ones um there was a lot of debate around this time of who actually owned roger rabbit at this point because disney kind of owns him and spielberg kind of owns him and they're still associated he's he's the child of a broken home (laughs) he really is yeah there's not really a home because he's very much i know we discuss this a lot in the show but he's not really a disney character he doesn't seem like a disney character at all yeah no it kind of feels like you know when they make um like fake songs for a movie right like it's like a movie and then there's like a character is like a musician or in a band or like a tv show and they make a fake song for them and and it's like fine but it's it doesn't really have like the the star power of a real song (laughs) well when they always do that in movies people in the movie have to pretend that the song's really good too they have to be like wow this song's amazing and that is acting (laughs) (laughs) um we're looking at tummy trouble this week which is the first of the post movie roger shorts released this was released alongside the movie um honey i shrunk the kids oh yeah and uh that is a classic it's a classic movie yeah yeah it really is i mean they've got a whole bunch of sequels uh including honey i blew up the kid so you would come to the theater and see this one and they would play this cartoon right ahead of the movie do you do you remember if you've ever seen this before i i don't remember like it as cartoons do you know they are pretty formulaic right so it's kind of uh, I think unless you're like really invested in one you could be like I don't know is it the same as the opening scene you know in the movie you could easily get them confused I think yeah what how many years has it been 40 40 years since this movie however many years 30 something years and it really tells us that these shorts are like that Roger Rabbit cartoons are very formulaic. Um, For sure. That this one, um, now the original one was something cooking. Uh, Roger's left in the scenario where he's going to have to watch Baby Herman. Um, We don't really know from watching that, like, is this just a special setup for that particular episode? Uh, But after we see this, we could see, no, this is just how every Roger Rabbit short goes, is that he's left. Um, we do get to see our old favorite person, uh, and that is uh, the very uh, mysterious and cruel Miss Mrs. Herman at the beginning of this. Yes, uh, Mrs. Herman's uh, devious calves. We see those again. <laughs> They're back. We thought we might They're... never see them again. They're back. <laughs> uh, we do uh, discover in the actual movie that these calves um, belong to some sort of mannequin. It is very creepy. They're like leg-shaped stilts or something. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it is weird watching these with the like understanding of who baby Herman the actor is and Roger the husband and you know like who these people are people who these tunes are outside in their like day-to-day lives like watching it with that knowledge is just a a little weird (laughs) yeah yeah it really is knowing that he's really like a 50 year old perverted man (laughs) it does sort of taint every everything you see him do in this you're like you didn't need to swallow that again (laughs) you're just being a troll (laughs) baby herman does seem in this like he's like that he's even more babyish because i don't think we see much crying from baby herman in the original one the only crying we see is adult baby herman crying about losing his his stogie uh but (laughs) here we do see him crying as a baby which is just very weird to me I i noticed that he seemed a little more like a little more pretty, like a pretty little baby. And I don't know, maybe he looks exactly the same, but um, at, in What's Cooking, he feels, there's like, there's a knowing about him. It feels like all this mischief is somewhat intentional. And here he he has like this, you know, innocence that uh, that I don't think he has in the other one. He, he seems like maybe maybe a fully developed character. Um, I, I don't know on the timeline. I see a date on this one. If this takes place in the Roger Rabbit world before or after the events of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it'd be oh. interesting if this was a uh, if this was a prequel to that. Do you think you think that the the events of of 1942 LA and Toontown uh, fundamentally changed Baby Herman? Yeah, I, I mean, I can't imagine it not doing that. Roger's really been through an adventure. He's had, uh, he's had some some very uh, harrowing moments. Um, well, so- and we do know, you know, Baby Herman, for for all of his uh, lechery <laughs> and faults, he, um, you know, he is the person who goes to try and get Roger help, even before, yeah. like, Jessica does. He does. He's, he's a good friend in... Um, in the movie, in the actual book, uh, it's questionable. Uh, I mean, oh, really? A, yeah, he's a little bit more of a shady sort of character. Uh, Jessica mm-hmm. in the book, sorry, spoilers for the book, is very shady. Uh, very different character than she is in the movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, not not quite the same Jessica that we wind up with. I should say in the original book, because then in the sequels, she's uh, retconned into the Jessica that we know. In the movie. Oh, okay. You don't think she's just healed by love <laughs> well also in the book sorry major spoilers for the book roger dies in the original book <laughs> but he's back for the sequel so what and, and, and even more Gary K. Wolf. <laughs> he's not even a cartoon character in the original book which he is in the sequels to the book so it's very very different world listen i can't keep track of any of that stuff <laughs> Um, so this this is um, it is hard to watch cartoons. I think with the eye that we watch this movie with, right? Because yeah. it's it cartoons necessitate a suspension of disbelief to just kind of sit and enjoy. Um, and if you sit there with this like critical like 
real world lens that we kind of apply to the rest of the movie, it just falls apart. Real, all of it falls apart really quickly. And you're just like, this is deranged. Cause like cartoons are pretty deranged, you know? Yeah. And as we know, this is kind of a cruel system uh, that is uh, setting just Roger up to be tortured throughout this cartoon, you know, who knows how many takes he's doing. Um, All I think about the whole time that they're in the hospital is just like, why would you, why would you build something that way? Why would you, like, everything's so dangerous and problematic. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of feel like Mrs. Herman might have designed this hospital that she's in. This has her fingerprints all over it. Mrs. Herman is the architect of some kind of like, um, like, uh, fully immersive hellscape experience. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, this time it's the hospital. Last time it was the kitchen. She just designs these things that you you go into and can kill yourself. There's also a lot of little... um, like digs uh there's this framed picture on the wall that says rabbit brain close up and it's just a peanut yeah kind of a mean joke (laughs) it's mean it's mean there's another one of like a rabbit skull and it's a it's a weird skull (laughs) does not does not look like uh everything there's there is a framed picture of mrs herman's calves so Oh, I, I, I miss this detail. That's Yeah, and Roger opens the door to the hospital room. Uh, it's in Baby Herman's room, so I wonder if it was there to comfort him. But um, <laughs> Roger opens. <laughs> Do you think Baby Herman maybe, like, like because she does isn't a fully born person, he drinks the milk out of the calves instead of the breast in this world? Baby Herman, suckle at my knee. <laughs> Oh, no, the patella. He won't latch onto the patella. <laughs> so creepy. This is deeply, deeply disturbing. Uh, and listeners, I just wanted to assure you, we're looking at this cartoon in a whole. We are not analyzing this one minute at a time because we can't. Because we care about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're still making you go through this, but at least you're going to get this over in um, one fell swoop. What do you think about um, the doctors? Uh, I I feel the doctors seem very cruel. They seem very part of this world, too. Did you? Why are they all so beefy? Yeah, they're like they they can barely fit through the doors because they're like they're built like what's the gorilla's name? Oh, uh, Bongo. They're built like Bongo. Yeah, that that is true. this is a this is a world where just I think this is the the average build of people. The average build of people is just like uh is like the the rock in Moana. <laughs> yeah, it's uh pretty representative of just everybody here. Is yeah. like everybody's gonna be uh just very very cut and uh scary. Uh, and maybe that's what it has to be, is everyone just has to be intimidating to Roger and make him feel um, very, very, very small. Um, you know, because Roger, Roger is not a big guy, but for a rabbit, pretty big. So I think you need everyone in perspective to be a little bit larger. Yeah, they were just like, cast the biggest tunes you can find. Yeah. Uh, the, the I guess I just, <laughs> I just don't think of... Uh, 
you know, and I, maybe, maybe this is a lesson for me and not stereotyping people, but they don't look like typical doctors to me, Yeah, especially because it's not just like one, it's like all of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would do you, would you say this is a good cartoon? <sighs> wow. Uh, I, I'm having a bit of an existential crisis here, Chris, because I, I don't think I've ever thought about what is a good cartoon, which is really weird since we do this <laughs> and we talk about it a lot, <laughs> but I've just never, I've never thought about it. Um, I don't want to watch it again, you know? So I think no, uh, but like the logical part of my brain is like, it's doing all the cartoon things, which is why I think it gave me the vibe of like a fake song in a movie. <laughs> well you know we we like the the something's cooking like that i feel i have rewatched many times having seen this movie multiple times and i'm fine with that and i don't know if it's just the length that we only get the beginning part of the cartoon that makes it more watchable but if we had to watch all of this every time we watched who framed roger rabbit that would be a lot to ask <laughs> well it is it is significantly longer um it is like I think the action is less condensed in this. Um, uh, You know, I would say that what's cooking has like almost as much action in the two minutes or whatever it is. And as this does in almost eight. Mm. Um, So there's that. And then also I do think that it loses something because it is pretty formulaic, right? Like with what's cooking, like it, it's exists on its own, you know, it's, the only one you would know about unless you searched for these. <laughs> um, and this, because it kind of follows the same formula, maybe it loses some of its shine. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Um, really does beg the question. I'm trying to see if I can see a date on here anywhere. If this indicates when this was made. Okay. Copyright maroon cartoon. Um um a little hard to see because the only thing a little bit disturbing if this does take place after the original one is it's still maroon cartoon and we do know what befells uh mr rk maroon yeah it's it's i think it's not it's not their winner of uh cartoons but it seems like something where people would have just been like okay another baby herman cartoon is here yeah yeah. So there's uh, something interesting is that Jessica's in this. And I think this is, at least for me, the first time we've seen um, Jessica and Roger perform together. Yeah, that's true. That's a fr- This is the first time we get to see her in her element because it's a little tough to imagine her as a cartoon character just from the movie. Like, what's she in? But um, it seems that uh, she could just is a supporting character in Roger Rabbit's cartoons. And I think she plays the role you would expect, which mm-hmm. is um, sexy set decoration. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unlike baby Herman, she is not putting on any sort of character. That's not her in this. No, no. Um, but in fairness, baby Herman's one of the only tunes that does that. It seems like most of them, kind of are just themselves maybe an exaggerated version but right he's the only true actor of right of the of the series it's not like the red shoe is like you know playing pants 
<laughs> well, the red shoe is not playing anything. <laughs> before okay but i want to talk about this jessica scene this jessica moment it's brief but it's just her walking through and she is pushing a cart full of baby bottles and there are some notable things happening in this scene um one there there, she's walking past an open door and there is the creepiest clown painting hung on the wall it is like it's like maybe a snowman clown with like a deranged smile and black lipstick is very upsetting um it looks murderous uh but that's not the part that caught my eye the part that caught my eye is jessica she's wearing the traditional like nurse like slutty mini dress thing it's got a slit up the leg which feels you know important for your nurse's uniform yeah very important Uh, very critical critical for procedures and whatnot um her feet are so upsettingly small because why would women have feet but uh She's pushing this cart of baby bottles. And I know old timey baby bottles were like a little bit different than the ones we've come to know today. But there's what like there's probably like 25 baby bottles on this thing. And the nipples on the baby bottles are just like jiggling as she pushes it in the creepiest, creepiest way. (laughs) It's so like bordering on obscene. It's so suggestive. Yeah, like the the rest of the cartoon really seems to be like, okay, this is a cartoon for kids, except when Jessica Rabbit, it looks like, okay, these are the people who are into Betty Boop. This is this, yeah. is, for, this is for the dads out in the theaters. There's like a close-up of the nipples jiggling and then it like pans out. <laughs> it just starts on the jiggling nipples and then pulls out. And they're they're pink. They look nipply. <laughs> setting yeah oh and then and then it we go to sorry i was just running in the background then we go to a like full screenshot of jessica's ass from underneath and we pan out and watch her walk away so they were like you know what eight minutes is kind of long time we better put something really horny in there just to break it up (laughs) yeah yeah you know what this this has a lot of violence in it we need a little (laughs) bit of uh of sex to to change it up Listen, this kid, this this short has almost everything. It's got babies. It's got medical drama. It's got action. You know what it needs? Jiggling nipples and a tight shot of Jessica's ass. <laughs> right. Nothing more appropriate for a 1940s audience. Right. Which I felt like this would have not played because people were very uptight in the 1940s. I feel like nothing was flying that was... Uh, like suggestive at that time well I actually was just listening to this really interesting it was a podcast episode that was about the movie rating system and like all the politics that went into that and stuff and um I'm sorry that I don't remember what it was uh but it was interesting that you know like sex did really sell because humans right um and they were really just trying to figure out how to like basically be able to do it but kind of dress it up in a way that um they wouldn't get shut down or regulated from an external group you know um Mm -hmm. so i don't know i mean like i think that i think we kind of look back on things as being like more puritanical than they actually were you know right i mean i do feel things like like Movies, songs, etc. got away with being a little bit of dirty, but they just had to disguise it in ways yeah. where they could they could get away with it. But if you were like, oh no, these are baby bottles. <laughs> yeah, these are just baby bottles. It's fine. 
These are just harmless baby bottles. Yeah. I do like the uh, the healthcare joke that they uh, do put there at the end. It but feels timely. It does feel timely. Okay. Um, and given this was made uh, like in 1990 and that the cartoon was supposedly made in uh, the, the 40s, it, it seems like um, this has been a problem for quite some time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really like dangerous and untoward things happening in this hospital. Um, one, all of the doctors look like beefed up prison guards and they only have four fingers, um, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> two, like at one point, baby Herman like goes by a jar, like a big canister of something that just says radioactive. Like, what is that? Why is that there? Why is it out? <laughs> just a random radioactive thing. <laughs> there's like a steam whistle for lunch uh like there's a lot of things at one point roger flies up into the air as he does and falls through like every floor of the hospital and those floors appear to be made out of like balsa wood because he just plows right through all of them yeah it's a dangerous place it, it is a very dangerous place um and probably reminds roger a lot of that infamous science lab that he used to be in <laughs> atomic hair splitter like why do they have one of those they also like you know the rattle it goes inside roger it goes inside baby herman um and they just jump right to taking roger into surgery no one checks anything uh <laughs> yeah this the the people who work at this hospital are just as dangerous as the hospital is so <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think you should go to this hospital. That's my that's my takeaway. Don't Definitely go to don't this bring hospital. A baby here. Yeah. Uh, one other sort of weird thing about this particular short is, um, you know, we've talked a lot about Roger's like weird pants and his looks in general. Um, and in this, he swallows the rattle and then he does kind of a little like rattle dance because he's you know shaking shaking his hips to shake the rattle. Uh, and he is caked up. He has been doing some squats or something because all of a sudden Roger has a big old juicy butt that we have never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been looking. <laughs> Every week. Every week we're looking. Yeah. The only other thing notable is the end of this. Um, you know, we, we step outside. We think we're watching the entire cartoon, but we get to go behind the scenes a little bit to our old familiar set. Uh, we do not get um, our old friend and director, uh, the infamous uh, Raul J. Raul here. We get someone else, and I am not happy about that. It, it, Yeah, it's, I don't know who this person is, but maybe that's why we don't like it as much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why it just doesn't have the same, I don't know, pizzazz. <laughs> right right well he's probably busy making another die hard movie or something at this time <laughs> oh and, and they're also when we're in the live action scene they have the cart of the baby bottles and they're not less creepy they look like <laughs> they look like white cans with fake tits on top of them yeah yeah which they pretty much are <laughs> they probably probably are <laughs> yeah if we got the behind the scenes look at those uh it would not would not be good yeah, um, yeah. i like yeah. also that jessica has changed back into her red sequined gown like <laughs> oh i just gonna slip out of my work clothes into something more comfortable 
Right, right. We've got to get the uh, signature uh, Jessica look in here. And um, good to end on a nice moment with her and Roger again. Um, baby, this was all all here just so we get a moment of Roger and Jessica together again, because people are like, oh, let's see our favorite couple. Let's see our favorite couple. Yeah. God, his feet are really big. Yeah, yeah. He uh, should share some with Jessica. <laughs> Get some sort of like foot transplant over, over here. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they ever have a baby. Um. Well, we'll explore a couple more, uh, a couple more cartoons soon, and uh, maybe we'll get the answer to that. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else for this particular short tummy trouble? No, no. I think we uh, we milked it for okay. all it's worth. <laughs> And that is it for today. We are a dueling genre production. You can see, um, well, you can't really see anything because we don't make these live video, but you can listen to all of our episodes uh, where you listen to this one, probably, who analyzed Roger Rabbit. Join our Facebook group, who analyzed Roger Rabbit listeners. And we will be back next week with the next short, Roller Coaster Rabbit. And until then, thank you for listening to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit.